listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and, of course, the film and television business. Now, I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester. I have been looking into the writer's strike, which apparently Hollywood celebrities have also joined in on. If you're wondering what my take is, is on this. Now, for those of you who don't know what the writer's strike is or why the Hollywood writer's strike is happening, it's basically because the writers, especially the Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, which stands for Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, and of course the Writers Guild of America. Now, there is one here in Australia with the same initials, WGA, which stands for Writers Guild of Australia. Some people may get confused, but don't. Anyway, now the Writers Guild of America has approved this protest this strike, whereby writers and actors have to contend with producers and showrunners who are using AI-generated content to create content for them. And without their permission, using their ideas without their permission, Now, when that happens, these guys are actually trying to take the easy way out. Not just the easy way out, but dare I say it, they are plagiarizing the work. So when you use AI to generate an image of an actor to put together a storyline generated by the same AI, you've got yourself a problem because when you are passing this off as your own work, that's what plagiarism is. In academia or anywhere, plagiarism is creating content or taking someone else's content or someone else's work, and passing it off as yours. That's what plagiarism is. So, because this is being done, and because the showrunners and producers are becoming lazy, because they have realized that it could save them money, that's what the strike is for. That's why the strike is happening. Now, I have to point out there are advantages and disadvantages of using AI. But here is the main problem. It is the over-reliance by showrunners and producers to, and their goal of saving money 
for creative content because it costs a lot of money in manual labor. The makeup artists, the writers, the cinematographers, the rest of the crew that's required in the production, the actors can run into the tens of millions or even sometimes billions of dollars. Now, to save on all these costs, what producers and showrunners have figured out, heck, I can use AI and save a ton of money. But that's the extent of their thinking. It's short-sighted. And it's short-term. They're only thinking about the short-term gains. Now, AI is replica, and it does it for free. So the logic here is, why would you pay someone when you can get it for free? Why would you want to educate the goose when you can take its golden egg? That's the logic these guys are going by. And as I said, they're becoming lazy. I'll give you an example of this. So, when technology is used to be overly relied on, that creates laziness. Now, my example is this. When you use technology to say, for example, search for information. So we have Google, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, Bing, and whatever search engine is out there. Now, years ago, before all of this, before the internet, what we were able to do is we were able to collect information, retain it in our brain, and recollect it, use muscle memory to recollect it. When somebody asks, what's the answer to XYZ or to this particular topic, we were actually able to recall that using muscle memory. Now, because of the search engines and the internet, that's no longer the case. And that's the main crux of the thing, of the issue. Using AI to skip the part where you have to hire all these crew and the cast and pay billions of dollars thinking that you can simply skip ahead by using AI to generate it, to do all that free for you and minimize on the production costs, which I get. Now, producers and showrunners, if you're an investor, I get it. You want a 30% return on your investment. Whatever money you're putting in, you're expecting 30%. I get that. 
But don't you think you're taking the lazy man's way out? This is the wrong approach. So what I would recommend is using AI for certain things to make certain tasks easier. And that will be the focus of the next segment here. But for the time being, I hope that the strike is a success. I hope that the showrunners and producers realize something and learn their lesson. But if they don't, crap's going to hit the fan. And I'm being serious here. I'm not trying to criticize them. I'm not trying to ignore them or I'm not trying to discount what they're doing. But let's face it. If you're trying to play it safe with AI, like you're doing with movie ideas in the business because it works, well, guess what? That ain't going to work. The hard work has to be put in. The long hours, the long, how many ever years that it took to develop this idea, to develop the characters and the story, however long it took, that is the process. That is a quality story. That is quality writing. Now, and you're trying to replace that with AI. Not your best of strategies. So I do hope that the writer's track is a success and something comes out of this. Something good comes out of it. Better pay. And in the contract, it does say that production companies, including the studios, with the producers and showrunners, they can't do this. I hope that gets put in the contract. So, let's move on to the next segment, which is under what circumstances can AI be useful in content creation to help content creation, that is? And that will be next. So stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions. Show them you. Welcome back. So before the break, I gave you my two cents about the writer's strike. I also mentioned that what the showrunners and producers are doing, and that is, of course, being lazy when it comes to content creation. When they choose AI to create content, and solely rely on AI to do so for them. Now, I did acknowledge that as a showrunner or as a producer, they would want a return on their investment, which is probably why they're doing this. And the return on the investment is 
is what I'm told. That may have changed, but this is what I've been told, and I'm putting it out there for you. So let's move on to this segment, which says, what is the most appropriate use of AI in content creation? If I'm to be honest with you, I will say that during the pre-production stages is the best time to utilize AI with. Example, when you're dealing with contracts, when you're dealing with permits, anything to do with legal aspects of pre-production, while in the pre-production stages, writers can brainstorm an idea. They can put together a simple outline or a treatment. They can ask AI to give them that, but from there, they can develop the characters. They can develop the story and then move on from there. Now, AI can also give you information on what to do to save on the costs of pre-production. Example, where the tax rebates are, where the tax breaks are, where the locations are that are best for filming. And what time of the day? Poss possibly. I also forgot to mention that right now AI is in its earlier stages. Now, totally jumping in is a reckless move. But I would be okay with AI being used in certain aspects of content creation, primarily in pre-production. Now, in post-production, it can help, but it's the people that make it happen, that make it a real asset. And that is cinematographers, other crew members that are involved, the actors, the writers, any above the line and below the line crew members that can make the production a success. Solely relying on AI, not a great idea given where AI is at now. I will also point out that when it comes to pre-production, certain areas you can utilize, but if you were to have AI totally take over, well, guess what? You're giving up total control of your movie 
over to AI. That's another reason why you want to restrict AI to certain parts of the production process. And the drawback is if AI does a bad job of content, of making your content, guess what? People stop watching. People talk badly about that producer or showrunner. Now, given that you can escape from it by using the fictitious name Alan Smithy, which I believe is the standard name. Now, if you don't know, if a director does not want to associate himself with a particular movie that he or she has made, Alan Smithy is the go-to default name that is used. Now, there's a bit of information for you, and there is a secret that Hollywood has. Now, even though that name can be used, the work is still bad. The work generated can still be bad. So, to help the best out of content, to help you get the best content possible, the best quality content possible, what is required? Manual labor, skilled labor, that know what they're doing, and that can take instructions and get the job done. That's what's important. AI, because of its infancy, still has a long way to go. Now, jumping on it and over-relying it off the get-go, from the get-go, is plain lazy. And I can't stress it out more. It is lazy. And just like the example that I picked, where instead of you recalling information, retaining and recalling information, you're using tools like Google and Yahoo or Bing to help you give that information is the lazy man's out. It's the lazy man's way out. It's lazy. I hope you will avoid that. I hope showrunners and producers will avoid that to stop being lazy. Now, they may have some good ideas. No worries. Not a problem. But to execute it, you cannot completely rely on AI. You can partially rely on it. Like I said, when it comes to the pre-production areas, totally fine. But when it... And to do mock-ups to 
to storyboards. That sort of thing is what I'm saying that AI can be used for the pre-production side. Everything that can be done or needs to be done in pre-production, AI can be used. The rest from production and pre and post-production side of things, you leave it up to skilled labor. So, with that being said, I hope this has offered you some sort of insights here, and I hope you've some, learned something new, a couple of things new, based on this episode. So, thank you for listening. I've been your host, Jared Dean Winchester, also known as the Story Dude. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. And as always, until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page.